What's up, fellow freaks? I'm Zach, your host of the Ox Podcast, bringing you a daily dose of uncensored wisdom, 10 minutes or less, no bullshit, no topic off limits. If any episode of the Ox has made your life better in some small way, please take a few seconds to send this podcast to someone else. The best way to spread love is to share what you love. Now, without further ado, let's dive in. Hey, what's up, guys? Yesterday, I came across a letter from Charles Bukowski that really spoke to me, and I would like to go through it with you. And for anyone who is interested in reading letters throughout history from different political figures, writers, artists, politicians, I already said political figures, that's that's twice. But there are a lot of great letters in this book, Letters of Note, an eclectic collection of correspondence deserving of a wider audience. And if you search Letters of Note on Amazon, it will come up. And I try to read one of these a day. Sometimes I fail. And I do it because it gives me a good perspective into what people, what's going through people's head at other times in history or going, what pe- what was going through people's minds like Winston Churchill or Abraham Link- Lincoln or Charles Bukowski or the guy who created Pixar or directors, whatever. Every single person in this book was a human who may still be alive, who has passed away, and they put a pen to paper or typewriter, computer, whatever they were using, and they had to type out their thoughts and what they were feeling. And the letters bring me back to center. It has a way of centering my perspective, and I really like that, which is why I try to read one a day, and they're from a variety of different topics, from a variety of different men and women throughout history. And a lot of them are, you know, inspiring, sad, and everything in between. So I encourage you to check this book out, Letters of Note. And this one in particular is a response by Charles Bukowski. And this letter is entitled, May We All Get Better Together. And uh, for a little bit of background, this is a letter from Charles Bukowski to Hans van der Broek, July 22nd, 1985. And the background is that in 1985, following a complaint from a local reader, staff at the public library in Dutch city of Nijmegen decided to remove Charles Bukowski's 1983 collection of short stories, Tales of Ordinary Madness, from their shelves, declaring the book very sadistic, occasionally fascist, discriminatory against certain groups, including homosexuals. Not everyone agreed with the library's decision, and in the following weeks, a journalist by the name of Hans Vanderbroek wrote to Bukowski and asked for his opinion on on such censorship. It soon arrived. Bukowski's robust defense currently hangs proudly in the open a mobile bookshop and so basically Bukowski's book got removed from a local library for being racist fascist discriminatory and a journalist reached out to him for his opinion on his book getting removed and this is what he wrote so July 22nd 1985 dear Hans Vanderbroek thank you for your letter telling me of the removal of one of my books from the Nijmegen library and that it is accused of discrimination against black people, homosexuals, and women. 
and that it is sadism because of the sadism. The thing I fear discriminating against is humor and truth. If I write badly about blacks, homosexuals, and women, it is because of these who I met or that. These, there are many bads, bad dogs, bad censorship. There are even bad white males. Only when you write about bad white males, they don't complain about it. And need I say that there are good blacks, good homosexuals, and good women? In my work as a writer, I only photograph in words what I see. If I write of sadism, it is because it exists. I didn't invent it. And if some terrible act occurs in my work, it is because such things happen in our lives. I am not on the side of evil if such a thing as evil abounds. In my writing, I do not always agree with what occurs, nor do I linger in the mud for the sheer sake of it. Also, it is curious that the people who rail against my work seem to overlook the sections of it which entail joy and love and hope. There are such sections. My days, my years, my life has seen ups and downs, lights and darknesses. If I wrote only and continually of the light and never mentioned the other, then as an artist, I would be a liar. Censorship is the tool of those who have the need to hide actualities from themselves and from others. Their fear is only their inability to face what is real, and I can't vent any anger against them. I only feel this appalling sadness. Somewhere in their upbringing, they were shielded against the total facts of our existence. They were only taught to look one way when many ways exist. I am not dismayed that one of my books has been hunted down and dislodged from the shelves of a local library. In a sense, I am honored that I have written something that has awakened these from their non-ponderous depths. But I am hurt, yes, when somebody else's book is censored, for that book usually is a great book. And there are few of those, and throughout the ages, the type of book has often generated into a classic. And what was once thought shocking and immoral is now required reading at many of our universities. I am not saying that my book is one of those, but I am saying that in our time, at this moment, when any moment may be the last, for many of us, it's damned galling and impossibly sad that we still have among us the small bitter people, the witch hunters, and the declaimers against reality. Yet these two belong with us and they are part of the whole. And I haven't written about and if I haven't written about them, I should. Maybe have here and that's enough. May we all get better together. Yours, Charles Bukowski. Wow. So I want to go back to revisit a couple lines in that 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 stood out to me above the rest. The first one is the thing that I fear discriminating against is humor and truth and he makes a good point that if he writes if if he paints someone in a negative light and it's a black person or it's a white person or it's a trans person or it's a brown person asian whoever it is the assumption that people take that depiction and say okay he's writing about a a black person in a negative light, he must think all black people are bad. That's the wrong assumption. He's writing about the badness and that person happens to be black. There are bad people and there are good people in every group. And that's what he means about the thing I fear is discriminating against humor and truth is that the most important things that you shed light on are the truth and humor you you want to you want to tell the truth no matter how good or dirty it looks 
and you want to be funny no matter how it looks. That's why I respect stand-up comedians so much for humor, especially the ones that push the boundaries beyond the the Overton window of political correctness is that it is a very honorable pursuit to say my number one concern is being funny. And I don't care how people take that. If I come up with a joke and it is funny, that is my only concern. I'm I'm trying to be funny. I'm not trying to please everyone else. I'm not trying to be politically correct. I'm not trying to get spots on late night. I'm coming up with jokes that I think are fucking hilarious and I'm going to say them. And it's also your decision to not want to listen or pay for a ticket or support me or follow me. That is your choice. I'm going to do what I think is funny. Charles Bukowski is going to write about what he thinks is funny or, or the truth or both. And that is something that I admire and something that is uh, much needed in today's society is that, I don't know, it's weird. People, it feels like we've gone backwards in a way where people want to be seen by their immutable characteristics first. Like they want to be seen as a black person first or a trans person first or uh you know, a gay person first, like that, like that is a primary part of what makes them who they are. And it's not nothing. It, it, it's part of who you are, but it, it, but it's not a primary characteristic and nor should it be. You don't being black doesn't affect the way you think or the way you vote or, you know, how you treat people. And same thing for being gay, for being straight, for being brown, white, Asian, whatever, like you, that has no sway over what you do, over your actions, how you treat people, how you think, and how you move through this world. The, you, you are a shitty person that happens to be white. You are a shitty person that happens to be black. You are a smart person that happens to be Asian. You are a dumb person that happens to be Mexican. Like It's not a... It's not a primary characteristic. It's not, um, it's not, Charles Bukowski isn't saying you're black, so you're bad. He's saying you're bad and you happen to be black and you happen to be a character that's black in my story and you're a piece of shit. And that's okay. They're pieces of shit. Uh, he's written about white pieces of shit and he's w- written about black good people, black bad people. And I think we have a sensitivity about race and, and, and sexuality and gender that, is unproductive for society and gets in the way of people that just want to do good work and, and want to be valued by how they treat people and thinking differently. The most the most important uh, way to differentiate yourself is how you think and how you act. No one gives a fuck about what you look like if you're contributing to society. 99% of people are not racist, homophobic, transphobic. They don't give a fuck. Is it's are you good at what you do? How do you think? How do you treat people? Are you bullshit artists? Like I like I don't give a fuck. Like just be about what you say and and do good work and you'll get the respect of 99% of people, probably more than that on this planet. It is very far and few from what you know, I've experienced what I've seen. And I know people say, Oh, you're white, you're a white 26 year old kid in Brooklyn, like you, 
you haven't seen shit. And in some ways that's true. I, I've, my travel outside of the country has been limited. Um, uh, I have not, I did not grow up in a poor area. Um, I, but, I, but I have spoken to people of many different backgrounds on the podcast. I have friends from many different backgrounds. I've encountered people from many different backgrounds and the one takeaway that I would say above all else is that every almost every single person I've encountered is good no matter how they look or what they do they're good and it's the the people that don't want to see other people do well because of their skin color or their sexuality or their gender is almost non-existent and I'm not saying though there aren't there's not sexism there's not racism there's uh there's not homophobia of course there is and there will always be a, a certain level of that and a, a certain level of ambient noise in the background as sam harris would say of, of racism sexism homophobia and i believe that it's a very small segment of society and it should be eradicated but it should not be treated as an excuse and so, yeah, the thing that I fear discriminating against is humor and truth. The second part uh, I'll go over quickly is he says that all he says, quote, it is curious that the people who rail against my work seem to overlook the sections of it, which entail joy and love and hope. And there are such sections. I'm not on the side of evil if such an evil abounds in my writing. I do not always agree with what occurs, nor do I linger in the mud for the sheer sake of it. If I if I write only and continually of the light and never mention the other, then as an artist, I would be a liar. That's true. You know, you have to write about the truth and the truth is both good and bad and everything in between. And, you know, I'm nowhere near the level of Charles Bukowski. I can at least feel that as a podcaster, that I have an obligation to talk about topics that are uncomfortable or dark just like the things that are happy, because that is life. Those things exist. And by not talking about them, I would also be a liar. So I can understand that. And yeah, check out this book, Letters of Note. Search it on Amazon. If you're interested, there's a probably, you know, three, 400 letters in here, enough for a year. And, you know, you'll probably forget about the ones you read early on. So it's a book that I will continue to start over once I get to the end. And, and it's never a bad thing to have a reminder. So thank you, Charles Bukowski, for that letter. And go check out Letters of Note.